Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYa2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Welcome to the King Yah podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for KingYah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth. Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The Silent Truth and Unsolved Mysteries of the Rape and Murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army... Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up, and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies. As you are tuning into our show, you're going to be listening to Lavina Johnson's father, Dr. John Johnson. He will give an account. He will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio. 
here on the Blog Talk Radio channel five years ago. And so now I have another opportunity to interview him again. So much has changed since five years ago. His family, they have still not received justice for the murder, rape, and torture of their beloved daughter. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you, and I encourage you to keep listening. You can follow us wherever you stream your favorite podcast, YouTube, Email your story to, you can email your story to us, uh, kingyad2020 at pm.me. We'd love to hear your stories if you have similar stories or you want to be a guest on our show. Uh, So with no further ado, we are going to be going to the phone lines in just a few moments. Um, We'll be bringing Dr. John Johnson on. It's a two-hour show, so you guys are in for... Uh, a powerful, powerful story. Um, it's uh, it's a heart-wrenching story. Uh, every single day, the family is forced to relive this this moment over and over again of an unsolved mystery and silent truth of their daughter, Lavina Lynn Johnson. So we'll be getting into it. Uh, the phone lines, I'll, I'll, I will also open the phone lines up for you guys as well to ask questions. So we will do some intermissions, uh, and you guys will have an opportunity to ask some questions uh, as well. Uh, with no further ado, we're going to bring on Dr. Johnson. All right. Dr. Johnson, are you with us? I am, and thank you. Hey, Dr. Johnson, thank you. It's a pleasure, my brother. Uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately under these circumstances. However, um, it's a pleasure to to hear your voice, sir, and uh, to be hearing this this story again. Um, where do you want to start, my friend? Where would you like well, to start? Yeah. Well, technically, our story started at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. When Lavina got there, that's when she was told she was headed to Iraq after being guaranteed by her recruiter that she wouldn't wouldn't have to go. But what happened after she got there, she found out she was going to Iraq. And uh, they were, she and I think it was eight women. It was, it was a, even number, either it was six or eight. And um, they were supposed to have gotten eight days leave, according to what Lavina told me on the phone, which was the 17th of July in 2005. That was a Sunday, Sunday morning. Apparently somebody messed up the paperwork and they only got four days. One of the white parents, from what I understand from Lavina, went to her congressman and raised hell about the fact her daughter didn't know she was going to Iraq till she got to Fort Campbell and that uh, they had cut her leave date from eight days to four. The Army ended up sending that young lady to Germany. 
So that made Lavina an oddball. Lavina, she, she liked me in so many ways. She's very outspoken. So she went to, I don't know who, in the leadership there, and told them that they were treating uh, her differently because she didn't have a battle buddy, and her battle buddy was sent to Germany. Fort Campbell requested from the Army, according to what Lavina told us, they wanted to keep her at Fort Campbell to act as part of their recruiting team. Apparently, when they told the general, and I'm going to mention his name in a moment, over in Iraq, that uh, Lavina was they trying to keep her to, at, at Fort Campbell, he insisted that she come over to Iraq. So here you have Lavina, uh, oddball, 19 years old, being sent to Iraq, where they got all these different con, uh, uh, genealogy of males. In addition to that, they had already had some accusations of rape and murder. Of course, I found this out after the fact. But when she got there, she was doing her job by herself. She was opening up and locking up the communications center. Uh, she was talking about how she would get off from work and run home. Whenever she went to take a shower, she made sure she looked around and didn't see anybody there. And so she went and took a shower. So I was terrified. So I talked to her on the 14th and asked her, what, what, how, how was it? Apparently, when she went to close the center, the males would leave. So she said the general came in and made them leave out of the communication center. So my question was, why the hell is a general in a communication center with EMs, you know, enlisted people, enlisted men and women? He told Lavina the reason they didn't leave because her voice was too soft. I didn't like that. So three days later, back to the 17th, I talked to my daughter. And you got the Army, first of all, guilty of gross neglect. You endangered her life. What the heck did you think was going to happen to her over there by herself with all those, uh, you know, genealogies of males? Apparently they didn't care. And so six weeks after she was in Iraq, she was found dead. And uh, the Army uh, sent, well, Donald Ronsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense at that time, didn't want any of his officers attached to this case. So he sent a staff sergeant from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, to my home to deliver the message that Lavina died of a self-inflicted wound, which is euphemism for uh, suicide. I don't think they thought they were going to get a challenge from me, but I had just talked to my daughter. In addition to that, 
the Army, I worked for them uh, as a civilian when I graduated from college. I was a psychology technician, and they trained me really, really well on how to detect a person that has suicide tendencies. In fact, I lost a guy when I worked in that job from from an apparent suicide. So you come to a survival skills specialist, a bachelor's degree in psychology, master's in human relations, Ph.D. in psychology, served in the Army for three years, worked for the Department of the Army as a civilian for uh, for 28 years, and you're going to come to my house and say my 19-year-old daughter jumped up all of a sudden and decided to commit suicide. The whole um, atmosphere or scenario doesn't match a suicide person. So we, uh, I started getting messages from Iraq right off the bat. In fact, the Washington Post reported Lavina's death as a mysterious gunshot wound to the head. Then I started getting messages out of Iraq that the Army had lied. Lavina did not commit suicide. And uh, when this started to happen, now you got the Army on the defensive, so they got to come up with a reason why she committed suicide. So they're going to say she was sexually active, uh, she uh, came down with a sexually transmitted disease, got depressed over it, and killed herself. So that was bad enough. When they sent me pictures, me black and white pictures of the crime scene and at the autopsy center, so they were obviously trying to hide the blood uh, splash patterns and all this other stuff that goes with a homicide. But I launched a preliminary investigation. I called some people and asked them if they knew somebody that was in Iraq to let me know what they they could tell me. I had a friend of mine who was a police officer. He got a message that she was found dead shot in the head in a contractor's tent. He was on his way. He called me. He was on his way over here. He never made it. He had a heart attack. But his wife told me what his message was. The second message that we got was that a female sergeant found her body in a, that was located close to a jogging area. I think that, no, they said the cafeteria. That's what they said. The third one was that she was found dead in a tent that was off limits to military personnel. So here's what I ended up explaining to an investigator that I met in Lacey Clay's office, and I'm I'm thinking the date was like the, the 19th of July, and I think it was in 2007, uh, Lacey Clay allowed me to use his his office, and five people came to that meeting. Ed Reedy was the medical examiner who said 
uh, this was, well, he said, according to the information he received, it was a, a suicide. He never said it was a homicide. He said the criminal investigators said it. Uh, we had a special agent, Hughes. Now, I don't know if people remember the movie The General's Daughter. Do you remember that movie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was with, yeah. is that the, the Pat Tillman story? No, that Pat Tillman is the different scenario. This okay. was a move where a general's daughter was found dead. Uh, and they sent a special process, a special investigator. John Travolta was that person, by the way, to Iraq to investigate uh, the, uh, this, the general's daughter's General's daughter. Yeah, the I army that. did. Yeah, okay. I got several people sent me that tape, but anyway, the army had a chance to clear this up. They sent a special investigator to Iraq. His name was Special Agent Hughes. He went there, and his intent was to close the post down and start interviewing people. The first person he went to interview was the psychologist or psychiatrist of that era, and they said that that particular person was on TDY. So he waited a couple of days and went back. They said he was still on TDY. By then, he already knew that that was baloney. So he went back the third time. And that guy, and I think they said his name was Dr. Gregory, he said he had no comment. So then this gentleman, uh, the special investigator Hughes, uh, was getting ready to go question some of the troops. He received a message from the Pentagon. The reason we know this is because he covered his butt pretty good in the paperwork that we got, and he received a message from the Pentagon that uh, the, the criminal investigative unit that was already in Iraq had already uh, conducted an investigation for him to shut it down. So he covered his butt. First thing he said was there was no apparent evidence that this was a suicide, then the Army said there was no gunshot residue on Lavina's hands and arms. His comment was apparently the, the, the victim didn't handle the weapon. The Army said either she washed her hands or the explosion was so intense that it wouldn't have left any uh, gunpowder residue. And uh, so they said it was uh, insignificant. So they, but here's some of the other, are you with me so far? Yeah, I follow you, Doc. I'm here. I hope the other people are, because there's a lot to this story, and and I know sometimes I bounce around, but, you know, sometimes these things. No, I I understand that, Doc. This this is your story, and, you know, it's, it's. It's horrible that you have to relive this each and every day. I'll brief them again. Uh, For those that are just now tuning in, you're listening to Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of 
Lavina Lynn Johnson, the 19-year-old sister that was murdered, raped, her body was burned, tortured in the military. It her case remains an unsolved, a silent, the silent truth and unsolved mystery of Lavina Johnson, Private First Class Lavina Johnson, and Dr. John Johnson. Will your wife be on this evening, or or you're not not sure? Uh, I talked to her. Okay. And you know. We we just you know we're having a lot of problems, man, because of this this with the army keep lying, you know. And I'm gonna just throw this in. I got a second daughter that went to college and got her degree. She's so traumatized by Lavina's murder that she can't even go on with her life. So she's in and out of the hospital being treated for anxiety. And she really wants to be able to go on with her life. But because the Army keeps lying, we really don't have the whole Army to still lying. They got a spokesperson by the name of Chris Gray. And uh, there are other cases where people have accused the Army of murdering their daughters. And every time he he talks about their particular case, he always brings up Lavina. So he is that voice in the wilderness still saying this was a suicide up until about mm, three years ago. That changed. He is no longer saying it's a suicide. Now, let me tell you why he's saying that. I, we, we keep saying Lavina's case is an unsolved mystery. Technically, put together an investigation team. And we use the Army's information, sent the pictures and what have you. Lavina was, she had a her broke nose. She had a contusion under her right eye. She had her lips split. She had uh, a broke neck. She had a dislocated right elbow. And there were bite marks over her body. She had some foreign substance poured in her vaginal area, and it was called wound stat. When soldiers get wounded, this is a crelodulant that they pour in the wound. It's a powdery substance. And then it gets hard to keep the person from bleeding to death. Stop using it something like 2009, because once they put it in the body, the residue would stay in the bloodstream and soldiers could suffer some ill effects later on. But they poured it in her vaginal area, and we assume they did that to destroy DNA evidence because they pretty much picked up that I was going to have a second autopsy done, which was supposed to have been an independent autopsy. And Michael Graham, who was the coroner here in St. Louis, was the one who conducted that invest that uh, death, and he came back and said it was inconclusive. Uh, Michael Graham was hired by me because he was a gun expert, a gunshot wound expert, but he claims he couldn't tell the difference between any weapon, uh, especially the M16 weapon, so he wouldn't verify that it was a gunshot wound even. 
So you got a lot of people that start circling the wagons on us. But let me go back to to the beginning of this. And this is when I first went to the news media after that Washington Post article and the three uh, witness statements that I got. There was a public relations person by the name of George Heath. He called me and told me I didn't have to talk to the news media if I didn't want to. Well, I don't know how he got the impression I didn't want to because I was talking about what my suspicion was at that time. George Heath told the reporter from the St. Louis Post, and I think his last name was Parrish, that Lavina was shot in the head. After I inspected her body at the mortuary, this was at Austin Lane's, I could see a skin graft on the left side, uh, top left side of her head. So I asked the people standing right there, is that a gunshot wound to the head? And they said, yes. I said, what else can you tell me? He said, they hit her in the mouth and knocked her teeth loose from her gums. In addition to that, they glued her gloves on her hands. So they they did this uh the glue and the gloves on the hand to keep me from getting an autopsy and getting some DNA from under her nails. So when the post-dispatch went back to George Heath and said, Dr. Johnson said Lavina was shot in the head, the bullet hole is on the left side of her head and she's right-handed. George Heath said, I don't know how she died. So he recanted his story and the post reported repeated what he said, the person that Austin Lane asked not to be identified. So we had confirmation before we even got the Army's messed up paperwork that this was more than probably a homicide. And so I did a preliminary investigation. Then I had a relative with a degree in criminal science. He did a exploratory investigation he concluded that it was a homicide, that Lavina had been beaten, had a broke neck. He figured out all these injuries, and then we put together a homicide uh, team uh, to confirm everything that we found, and we had some some viable information that Lavina didn't have a loaded magazine. In fact, at the, at the uh, crime scene, you got Lavina lying there at night. So we talked to her on the morning of the 17th, so she got murdered that night. Uh, Her body laid there overnight because we could see the transition from day to night. So we don't know if Lavina was beaten to death. We don't know if she was shot to death. or We don't know if she bled out. All we know is that she was raped and murdered. And people ask me, well, how did you know she was raped? because the criminal investigator said she was raped. So we have an affidavit that said Lavina was raped. So this was a rape. They beat the hell out of her. And then they, I think they thought they had beaten her to death, and then they she moved because they tried to burn her body up, and she must have woke up and used her hand to try to douse the fire. And so they grabbed her to her knees and shot her. 
she fell dead on her left side. You got um, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 lividity running down the left side of her body, but when they found her body, she was lying on her back with her right hand thrust over her face. So they tried to conceal uh, the, the, the crime, or they staged the crime scene, and I've got a bunch of pictures where there's no rifle in the pictures. But you said this was a suicide. So you got witness statements that you made up, and everybody was saying the rep, the weapon was laying on the body, the muzzle was up, the muzzle was down. Uh, the Army made up all kinds of stuff, but they had pictures with no weapon in the pictures. The only time, now you got to hear this, a weapon showed up was when the medevac person got there you got Lavina's body lying there. You've got his gurney or stretcher lying next to her. And the rifle finally shows up on the other side of the gurney. And a medevac person say, well, I was the one who moved the weapon. So that was a lie. You know, so they, the lies just kept piling up and piling up. My team investigated this. We did a thorough job. Apparently... We did a better job than the Army did. So right now the Army, uh, and I'm talking more specifically, Chris, he solicited the support of two people. He solicited the support of Michael Graham, and uh, he uh, said at that time it was a suicide. Then he uh, went to, I sent the case to a cold case institute, the person who was in charge of the Cold Case Institute, her name was Cheryl McCollum. She allowed the students to select our case versus Jack the Ripper. But when the kids came up with it was a homicide, Cheryl McCollum was calling me, giving me pointers about what the students were finding. Then all of a sudden, she switched gears. She started talking about how great Chris Gray was, and she said there was not enough evidence to substantiate a homicide. So that's the, the verbiage that Chris Gray, Cheryl McCollum, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, the, the general Kevin Burns, who was involved in it some kind of way, so it's 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 gotten worse in a way uh, because obviously they're not going to come clean. So we're just going to have to keep putting the information. I didn't want to put all this information out there, the pictures and everything else, but we had to do that to make our case. So now you got a bunch of people just being down and right honorary and not coming clean, knowing good and well that we know that Lavina was beat up, raped, and murdered, their whole thing is, well, we're the great army, and we don't have to come clean as we don't, if we don't want to, so you get over it. But that ain't happening. We're suffering from this, you know. My poor wife, I had to put her under a doctor's care. 
she was so traumatized. My poor baby's in and out of the hospital, and thank God I'm strong enough to hold my family together, but it's, it's hard when everybody is carrying their own guilt. You know, I should have said something. I should have did this. Me, yeah. uh, I agreed with my daughter that she had a right to go into the military if she wanted to, but uh, nobody had a right to play God and take her life. But that's what happened. Dr. Johnson, your family has been through a lot. Your family has been through hell. And five years ago when I interviewed you, I heard your story for the first time. And every time I hear the story, every time I see the pictures of your beautiful family and your daughter, it brings tears to my eyes, man. It's, you know, I, I yeah, just, I hope that you guys find the justice yeah, and. Yeah. Can I just say this? It's, it's really ahead, hard to know that this is people in the U.S. Army. They're supposed to be protecting our country against those aggressors who try to destroy a system, and you destroying it from the inside by raping and murdering our daughters and then lying on them, traumatizing the family, and then telling them we really don't care. And that's hard to fathom, and I'm not saying I'm special, but I'm a veteran. I was in the Army for three years. And I worked for the Department of Army for over 28. I retired from them. And this is what I got for all those years of loyalty. We're going to take a quick break, brother. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a moment, give you some time to regroup. And we'll be back, brother. Hold on one second. Um, Those that are just now tuning in, we want to thank you for, for listening to our show. Um, just to bring you up to speed, you're listening to um, Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of the late, great Lavina Johnson, Lavina Lynn Johnson, who was raped and murdered in in the military. She was 19 years old when this uh, atrocity happened to her. We'll be right back, guys. And we're going to go to the phone lines for questions. Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast.
What better way to share our stories? All right, so for our listeners that are just now tuning in, again, we want to thank you. Uh, we've got listeners all over the world listening today to uh, today's show. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you, your support, and we appreciate the strength, tenacity, and the resilience of our brother, Dr. John Johnson, who is sharing the uh, the story of his daughter, Lavina Lynn Johnson, who was uh, again uh, uh, her story. The Silent Truth, Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. You've got a lot of support, and Naima Latif is on the line. As well. Naima, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Naima, how are you? I'm fantastic. Quite a, a moving story. This situation, it really is challenging just listening because the the outrage that it invokes is overwhelming. Tom, I hear the story. It hurts because I've got a daughter, and I imagine, you know, yes. what if this was my so daughter? This could so have been my daughter. daughter. This could have been my son. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 when you when you have your own daughter, it really does make your blood boil. Yeah. Dr. Johnson, this is Naima Latif. She is the host of the uh, the Female Solution. Dr. John Johnson, I meet Naima Latif. Absolutely, and and Dr. Johnson, first I, I extend my heartfelt heartfelt sympathies because I know this is an extreme trauma for your family, and then as you said, to be a loyal veteran and have this happen is is just unconscionable. But I believe all things happen for the purpose of teaching us lessons we need to learn, and. What we are learning in a very painful way is that the military is not a place where we are going to experience the loyalty of this nation. My father used to give me some horrendous stories from when he was in World War II and how the black soldiers were treated worse than the the, the white German prisoners. So the the underlying meanness is, is always there, and... You know, the thing that we we fight for abroad, we don't have here in America. And certainly the the kind of hatred and the cruelty that exists in the hearts of people, many of whom are in the military, gets manifest in the kind of crime that was committed against your daughter. So I certainly uh, send you all of my prayers for the healing of the souls of your family because I know it's a very difficult thing to live through. It is a means for us to gain greater understanding, and your daughter's life is a powerful life and that is going to have a transformative impact on this society. I do want to ask you, because I know that um, the military won't talk about these kinds of things. Um, they cover them up. Are, are you aware of all of the individuals involved in this? How, how much information have you been able to discover in terms of any, any uh, officers that are responsible for the, the cover-up of this crime? Yeah, here's what we think happened. There's a four-star general. His name's Kevin Burns. I can't swear he did it, but he was the TRADOC commander. 
Mm-hmm. So he was in charge of, of that military in Iraq. Uh, we think Lavina was beaten and raped. She went to a medical person. Her name was Vicky, Captain Vicky Irish, to get mm-hmm. examined. She, Vicky Irish asked, what happened to you? And Lavina told her she was beaten and raped, and who did it? Apparently, mm-hmm. this Irish went and told the the, the culprit. Lavina Johnson said, "You beaten raped raped her." Mm-hmm. We got a witness, and I I, I don't want to expose her name right now because she's actually working with us. She mm-hmm. said her and two black males stood and watched two white males in plain clothes escort Lavina to a car and shoved her in, and nobody saw her after that. There was mm. a captain in the Army. His name was Joseph Mekovich. He was the one who provided the psychological profile on Lavina, and when people asked him, you weren't the psychologist for that area, why did you do that? He told her, they told him that Lavina sat and ate a whole gallon of ice cream, and he felt that was grounds for suicide. So his he was mm. Captain Mike. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Ed Reedy was the medical examiner at Fort Dover Air Force Base, who was supposed to have done the autopsy. He didn't do the autopsy. Uh, somebody, they did the autopsy at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, not uh, at uh, Fort at Dover Air Force Base. But he, he put his name on the autopsy. This is how I know he didn't uh, uh, see Lavina's body. He called mm. me in August, and it was on August the ninth. I think August the 13th, I had already buried my daughter and everything else. So he calls me up and he says, I'm the uh, medical examiner that did the autopsy on your daughter. I said, okay, what can you tell me? He said, uh, no, I said, I just got through inspecting the body. She got a bullet hole on the left side of her head. She's right in it. He explained to me how that happened. He said, your daughter stuck her M-16 rifle in her mouth and shot herself. And I said, oh, come on, man. I said, did you know we I was know a veteran? We know that's a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, did you know I was a veteran? And he said, no, I didn't. So I'm going, I'm familiar with the M-16 rifle, and if she just stuck it in her mouth, which I doubt at 5-1, she, she would have blown a huge blowout in the back of her head. He said mm-hmm. she did. Say, wait a minute, she did what? He said there was a blowout in the back of her head. I said, I told you I looked at my daughter's body and I saw a bullet hole on the left side of her head and she's right handed. Mm. He said it depends on the angle you're looking at. Oh no, no. Yeah. So he's part of so, the cover up, obviously. So he's part of Yeah, definitely a cover up. Definitely a cover up. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Send up questions or comments for Dr. Johnson. I am just uh, baffled and saddened by your story 
and I am incredibly sorry that you and your family have to experience this and go through this and continue to hear and have heard some of the lies and the stories that people continue to tell you. Um, So I I just can't imagine, and I am incredibly sorry for any of this that you've experienced and continue to experience. Um, The only question I have is, and at this point, you know, I, I don't know if there's even an answer to that, but where do you go from here with knowing the information that you have and trying to fight the injustice and the lies that you're experiencing, um, you know, where do you go from here? I think that's the only thing that, that I'm curious about. And, again, it, it's, I, I'm just baffled by um, the story and completely saddened by the story. Uh, we have a, some people that have contacted us, and uh, I'm not going to say too much, but we're going to do, you know, have you ever watched these crime series on TV where they have the actors and all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're, 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 we've gotten contacted and we're getting ready to, that's our next project. We, well, I don't, Would that be like a reenactment? I'm going to come clean. Right. My, my posture is I have to keep fighting and putting it out there. And if they don't right. care, right. my attitude is, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. Right. And you have to, Dr. Johnson. You've got to. And I think that this is certainly time for you guys to, to continue, you know, with this great fight and waking the sleeping giant. We got to you got to bring the fight to the sleeping giant. And and it's unfortunate that Lavina is not the only person that has had to have suffered in this same manner. I remember when I interviewed you five years ago, we actually talked about, you know, other family members that were also um, affected uh, rape, murder, cover-ups. And it's it's just horrible to hear these stories of these young women that are putting their lives on the line literally for America, right, for yeah. for the American people, for them to be treated as such, worse than animals, it's just, it's heart-wrenching. Worse it's than heart-wrenching. dead animals. Worse than dead animals. So, Dr. Johnson, I have a question. I'm very strongly against the military action. I know that it has been a means for a lot of people to get through school and, and get financial benefits. But I also know that what happened to your daughter is a lot of what American soldiers are perpetrating on people abroad, which creates the enraged state that many are expressing to Americans. And the average American doesn't know that this is what the soldiers are doing, that they are raping and murdering people in these countries and creating anger and hatred. So what would you advise? for somebody who is uh, particularly a woman who is looking to go into the military knowing that rape is rampant and suppressed and a woman may encounter this and not get any kind of support for office from officers. As a matter of fact, she would be silent. What would you advise a woman that was considering a career in the military based on the fact that we haven't cleaned up this mess that exists within the military. What are your thoughts on that? I, I've got a lot of people that have asked me that question about their own daughters. 
And this is the advice that I give them. You have to understand that the good old boys are operating in old school. You're in an era now where communications are so quick. Uh, I would think twice before I go in any organization where the good old boys are in charge and they see you not as a soldier, not as a female soldier, but a sex object. Because when you start talking about one out of every uh, three females getting raped, one out of every Mm -hmm. males getting raped, that's horrific. Mm. So if if I knew what I know now, I I didn't want to be negative to my daughter's decision-making, because she was a she was a good young lady, but I would have if if I I would have done some research, find out what the statistics look like, and then you have to figure out in those statistics where do you think your daughter will fall, and right. then it's not a bad career. They make some good money, but you got to get past them sexual people. In there, they think that they have a right because they're white males, particularly, that they can have anybody they want to. After Lavina got raped and murdered, all kinds of stories came up where women oh, yeah. didn't say anything. So now my daughter's dead, and here they come. In fact, we got a couple of group of white females right now. My wife and me took the the Tillman family tried to warn us that we had a problem in the military. We didn't hear that. We had to come along and back them up with what happened to our daughter. So now you got a bunch of white female social groups or whatever they call themselves, and now they're speaking up on on corporate executives and all this other stuff. Yeah. Until... We fought, and but they getting credit yeah. for it. If I was a white male, there are two things that'd be happening. Number one, everybody and their mama would be jumping on our story with if Lavina was blonde hair and blue eyes. If I was Absolutely. a white, and I had and I happened to be smart enough to do two things: read and write, and put together an investigation team, and you don't give me no credit. I'd be getting a Nobel Peace Prize if I was white, but that's just the way it is. So that would be that's what I tell them: do your well, you, homework. You have just as much power, though. You you have the power of any white and beyond because, as you said, communication is instant. We're talking on worldwide radio. You have allies that you are making right now with you telling this story, and as you just said. A lot of white women who've been silently taking abuse are now stepping up and speaking up. And there are going to be many others around the world who rally around you because you are fighting back and you do have the intelligence to put together the investigation and you name some names. And that's important, too, because we're holding these people accountable for covering up this crime. And eventually somebody's going to jail. There's going to be a lot of people going to jail. Because yeah, because there is no – And there are enough people who want to make sure this doesn't go away because the people are still in the military, and who knows how many others they've assaulted. 
and there's no and there's no statute of limitations on murder. Real quick, uh, Dr. Johnson and Miss uh, Mrs. Lin- Linda Johnson have created a scholarship fund to honor their daughter. Donations can be made to the Lavina. Go ahead, Doc. They Say it again. They cut it off. The state oh. cut it off. Are you serious? What? Wow. Well, we'll find a way to I did cut not it back know on. That. Yeah, we'll we, we have mama. to put that back on, Doc. Hmm. They stopped you from accepting scholarship funds to honor Lavina Johnson. That is correct. When and there's something happen? else. What was There's the reasoning they gave behind that? Uh, they claim they lost the paperwork that I sent to them twice. You know. Interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. And we we were at an award ceremony, and we met a young a couple, a family, their daughter, and I want to say her name is Amanda Blake. I I can't I, think, I know her first name was Amanda. They named a uh, some kind of monument or whatever at Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, uh, in in the, this young lady's honor, saying she was the first female mili- in the military from Missouri to get killed in Iraq and Afghan, and that is not true. Lavina Johnson mm. was the first one, so she can't even get credit wow. for that. They have just just tried to do all types of cover ups and scams and schemes. We got um, one other person I want to bring on the phone line, uh, Mr. Warren Houston. I'll be coming to you in just a few moments, Warren. Uh, we got a caller that has been on for a little while, uh, Erico five one two. I'm coming to you now. Just tell us your name, where you're calling from, and if you have a, a brief question for uh, myself or Dr. Johnson. One second. Erico 512, your phone line is open. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You had a question or comment? Uh, phone ended in 0198. Question or comment? Oh, no, okay. no. I was just I, listening. Yes, it, I just want to uh, send my condolences to the family. And I remember reading about this on Facebook or seeing it somewhere and the moment that I saw it, uh, I just felt my heart tell me that she was murdered because I am uh, mm. very connected with my Lord Jesus Christ, and, and I have that that gift that God tells me, you know, and I just knew immediately that she had been killed, you know, murdered. That's what my heart told me. Thank you. What's your name? And, uh, Diana. Diana Dalton. Oh. Oh, I'm hey, Sophia. Diana. How are you? Thanks. Yes. I'm sorry, say that one more time. You're Sophia's what? I didn't hear you. Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter 
King Yai 2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Yai. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week, you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews, as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYai2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Tune in or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The Silent Truth and Unsolved Mysteries of the Rape and Murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up, and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies as you are tuning into our show you're going to be listening to Lavina Johnson's father Dr. John Johnson he will give an account he will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina interestingly enough five years ago I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio here on the Blog Talk Radio channel five years ago. And so now I have another silent truth, unsolved mysteries of Lavina Johnson. Yes, I am, my name is Diana Dalton. Diana Dawson. Okay, thank you, Diana. I appreciate yes. that. All right, so... I'm Sophia's uh, Stewart's uh, friend. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for calling into the show. I've noticed that you've been on for a while, so I just wanted to um, mm-hmm. give you an opportunity to speak to Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, this is Sophia Stewart's uh, friend. Everyone knows Sophia Stewart, uh, the, the founder, mother of the Matrix and Terminator. She was on a little while ago. Uh, unfortunately, she had some other calls. 
So um, she may come back on. I don't know if she'll um, be able to speak or not, but nevertheless, Sophia Stewart was also on the line. So, again, you can address the, uh, your question or comment to Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, you got any remarks for her before we bring on Warren Houston? Yeah, I, I can say this. I, we've actually had a couple of psychics to come to us and uh, and say that, um, you know, she was murdered. And a lot of them seem to think that the Army is going to pay some kind of restitution. And I told them, not, you can't lie and sprout the fence and do good at the same time you're doing bad. The Bible says self-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And, um, you know, I, I, we've had a couple of them to come on and say, yeah, but, and you made the statement everything happens for a reason. And so, you know, I my wife have a hard time accepting that. And the only reason that I pretty much accept it is I do see some tangible results of our efforts. So you have made some uh some phenomenal leaps and bounds Dr. Johnson uh and, and you know when we met over 5 years ago and we sat down and talked about you know this I, I'm just I'm just amazed at the stuff that you guys are doing now um and and I love I love you guys man I love your family I I love your your tenacity I love your your resilience uh Warren Houston that's why I mean she okay. invited me to come on. Thank you. We are going to Warren Houston right now. I believe I have Warren. Are you with us, brother? Yeah, I am. How are you? Hey, my brother. I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you, uh, Warren Houston, Doctor John Johnson. You got any questions for our beloved brother? Thank you uh, for having me on the show. Um, Not Dr. a problem. Johnson, my condolences. Uh, I've been on for the last eight minutes, so I didn't catch the beginning of the show. But uh, if I recall, I don't want to be uh, incorrect, but if I recollect correctly, this incident happened some years ago. Uh, it'll yes. be 15 July. When, when did it happen? It, it happened on the um, the, uh, the the Venus investigation says that mm-hmm. he died on the 19th of July, which is the last. Mm-hmm. Lavina, I talked to her on the 17th of July in 2005. She was murdered mm-hmm. that night. The reason okay. I know that is because two of females that she hung with in Iraq, they were battle buddies together, said they came to her uh, room on the evening of the 17th, which was on a Sunday, and uh, Lavina wasn't in. Lavina had told me that next day that her and these two females were going to be going to a class. So they came on the morning of the 18th and knocked on the door, and she didn't answer. So they went to class. They said while they were sitting in class, 10 o'clock came. She didn't show up, so they reported her missing. When we were going now, so their, their investigation is on the basis that Lavina committed suicide on the 19th of July. We were going through the paperwork, and I found an admission sheet where her body was accepted in a hospital 
uh, that was located in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, on the 18th. So she was admitted on the 18th. On the 19th of July, when they came to my house that morning and said she committed suicide, is just part of the lies that they've told in this case because Lavina's body wasn't even in Iraq on the 19th. This July, the 17th, she'll, this incident has occurred for 15 years. I can't even imagine my 19-year-old daughter in her 30s. And she was 19. Oh, yeah, I, I, baby. Do, I do. My purpose for asking was just to see if I remembered the event, and I do remember uh, this this incident. And I am the creator and founder of the People's Law Study Group, and what the People's Law Study Group mission is is to educate people in the judicial system, set up People's Law Study Group across the country, and educate people in the judicial system. If we would do a history of our country called America, uh, what a lot of us do not do or have not done and realized in doing that research is that the reason why the first ten amendments were put into the Constitution, which is known as the Bill of Rights, was to protect citizens from the government because the founding fathers at that time did not trust government. So that's the foundation that we sit on is that government is not to be trusted. And most <laughs> citizens don't know that or haven't done the research to understand that. And with that being said, even when it comes to the judicial system and the courtroom courtroom process, we hire uh, attorneys or whatever, whether it's a civil matter or a criminal matter, we hire attorneys and we hire investigators. And attorneys, you know, it doesn't mean that every attorney is a bad attorney, but the attorney is first, uh, is first, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His first priority is to the courts. His first priority is to the courts. And so because that the attorney is an officer of the court, the court is part of the government. And so, therefore, if we would also realize that before attorneys were created, it was supposed to be that if a person had to go to court for whatever reason, that they were uh, savvy enough or legit, uh, uh, educated enough to go and handle their own court business. And the attorney was only created for two things, and that was minors and people who were wards of the state or people who were not sound mind enough to handle their own business. In some kind of way, it has morphed into um, people hiring attorneys on a regular basis. And so if the citizen, and this is what I offer to your listeners, uh, Brother Yah and uh, Dr. Johnson and everybody else, as well as the People's Law Study Group, because it takes unity. It takes the people fighting back and educating themselves. You know, I heard somebody talking about the situation when I first came in, well, if we were if we were white, this wouldn't happen. And that may be so, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. But I do know that if, especially when it comes to black America, we don't have the unity we should. It takes unification and working together. And the laws are written on the books to protect the citizens. But the problem is the citizens don't know the law. Since the citizens don't know the law, they're no match but the government because the government, from its, from its very foundation, is considered to be an enemy of the people. So we as yep. the people need to learn the law and we bind together in learning the law, and we can turn these courtrooms around. We can turn whatever around we need to turn around. But it takes the unification, and it takes educating for us to sit down and be educated in the judicial system. Yeah. Well, we had lawyers running from our case. Mm-hmm. I could imagine so. 
Well, again, because this is what I'm saying, the, the attorneys are officers of the state, and their first loyalty is to the state. Right. And by being their first loyalty to the state, if something's where their uh, license will be threatened, where they can't provide for their family, then what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. You see, so this is why it is up to the citizens, up to the people, to educate themselves in the judicial system because you, as being an attorney, if you know the rules of the game, you can do what attorneys can't do. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, even with a jury, I don't know if anybody knows, but when it, when it comes to a trial, a jury is a citizen. And if they judge faulty on a judgment or whatever, they cannot be touched because of their judgment. But at the same time, a judge can. A judge can go to jail for a faulty judgment. A citizen can. Yeah, true. All right, we're going to get back into it in one second. Um, Warren, give me one second. I got another caller that's been on. I want to give them an opportunity to say uh, say a few words if they've got questions and answers. We are coming to you in just a few moments. Um, the chat line is open for those that are tuning in to our show. Uh, the chat line is open for those that are listening to our show via the Internet, computer system, what have you. Uh, my name is King Yah. I am the host of the show tonight, and we have uh, a very special guest, Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of Lavina Lynn Johnson, who was raped, murdered, and tortured in the military uh, at the age of 19. This happened over just over 15 years ago. The 15-year anniversary is coming up July, July 15th of this year. Um, so we are remembering Lavina Lynn Johnson. Um, we got a caller. Uh, we're going to come to you next. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments. Um, okay. So go ahead, Dr. Johnson. Uh, Lucinda, you still on? Warren, you still there? I'm here. Still here. All right. So we got everybody on. All right, Dr. Johnson, go ahead, sir. Man, I, I just can't believe they, they stopped this, uh, this fun. So, yeah. um, yeah, they, the Johnson family started a scholarship fund in honor of their daughter, Lavina Johnson. And then the state came in and they stopped the funding for that. So that's the latest information that we have uh, regarding that. So where do you want to pick up from, Dr. Johnson? Well, I want to tell uh, we sent our case to a cold case institute. Now, these, this, this organization has the responsibility of investigating some cases that either have been done in error or whatever the case may be. We had an agreement with Cheryl McCullum, who was the president. We want your students to investigate this case, make up your findings, put it in writing, and give it to the national media because none of them would cover our story. We got good local coverage, and we got the, the, the website and stuff like that that went out, but CNN, ABC, CBS, and whatever the other one is, they all refused. So we said give it directly to them. And I think I mentioned this. Cheryl McCollum, as the team was investigating the case, she would call me up and give me some of the feedback that the students were giving to her. All of a sudden, 
she's trying to discourage the students on one hand and trying to discourage me on the other hand. Anytime somebody come to you, tell you, you don't know what you see, boy, they got to be crazy. You get, Something got to be wrong with you for you to say, ah, that's not what that is. That's something else. That may be your opinion, but you can't, you know, exterminate or believe my opinion based on what I see. So she, we see a front line came here, and Michael Kurtz, who was a producer, had done promos about the, the upcoming show and all that. But he came here taking the side of the military. He said there's no evidence to support a homicide. He brought a woman here by the name of Elizabeth, I think her name was Fachinata, something to that effect. And she sat there and tried to discount everything we said. And there were five people on my team, plus the students from the Cold Case Institute rented a van and came down here because they thought we were getting ready to get on record what happened to Lavina. The people that were filming, they, they wanted to come and do the story and not film it. I insisted that they film everything. They were supposed to bring a ballistic expert down here, and we said, good. Well, the ballistic expert didn't show up. She showed up, come to find out she had lost her forensic license. You remember this incident where these 100 people got killed in this in this club up there in Rhode Island? This was this was a few years back, though, right? She, she was a forensics person in charge of that, coming down here trying to discourage us. We jumped her butt with all evidence, and Michael Kurtz got upset, and he called the whole thing off. Just, that's it. Everybody go home. Because we wouldn't say, yes, sir, boss. This is what happened. Yes, sir, you're right. She, I showed her a picture of Lavina's back and asked her what it, what was it, and she said it was slippage. So I said, "You saying slippage where the body is getting rotten?" She said, "Yes." I said, "That's funny because number one, here's this the the." Uh, Ed Reedy's autopsy, and here's the statement he made. You want to read it? You want me to read it? Oh, you can read it. He said, I received her body in frozen temperature. See, I said, he didn't even do the autopsy. The body was frozen. He gave me some wow. information on the phone about uh, her shooting herself in the mouth with an M16 rifle. That woman sat there, and then they tried to demonstrate how Lavina stuck the M16 rifle in her mouth. But you got two military people on my on my team. My brother was 10 years in the Army. He was a non-commissioned officer. He's a homicide detective for almost 30 years. And uh, 
he said, uh, that's not, he said, that's not an M16 rifle. They're going to bring a carbine rifle in there, and it was a, a toy to try to prove how Lavina shot herself in the mouth. And we sitting right watching them struggle with that weapon, trying to get the right angle so the book, so the bullet would exit it at the top left side of the cranium. Never could. It do doesn't it. work. The people that were sitting there from the Cold Case Institute were still in the Army. And he said, yeah, they're right. That's a carbine. That's not even an M16 rifle. So McCollum allowed the students to graduate, and her theme right now is there's not enough evidence to support this being a homicide. So her uh, and uh, Michael Kurtz and uh, Chris Gray, they all sound like a choir. But they all singing the same, the same um, pitch, and it's all key. <laughs> so you got man. you got people. These people don't understand. They got families, man. They got daughters. You know how are you gonna tell your daughter not to tell a lie when you're involved in cover-ups of women getting raped and murdered? How 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 can you sleep at night? And some people are callous. They don't. They don't have a heart, man. I mean, it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, uh, Doctor Johnson, we know that um, the story of Lavina Johnson has been aired over the news, over social media. I think Dateline did a story on Lavina Johnson. L.A. Times also did a story on Lavina Johnson. Um, I did a story on Lavina Johnson with you five years ago, Black Talk Radio. Uh, I think Scotty Reed from Black Talk Radio did an interview with you guys um, some time ago as well. And, you know, we're just really just trying to push push this story, keep this story on the, on the front line, keep this story on the front line. And, you know, because this, this injustice was done to your family, to your daughter, this justice was, in, was this injustice was done to the American people. Um, and we are seeking justice for Lavina Johnson. Uh, those that are just tuning into our show, again, I am Kenya, your host, and we are speaking to Dr. John Johnson, who is the father of uh, the late Lavina Johnson. Her mother is Linda Johnson. Um, Lavina had, what was it? She's, she, she had, uh, there was a total of five siblings, right? Yeah, Linda and I. She was the youngest kids. of five? Uh-huh. No, I have a baby. Uh, I, we had three sons. And then three we had sons. Two and right, and okay, yeah, was, five. Yeah, Lakeisha she was, was the baby. baby. Yeah. Okay, she's the middle. Okay. Yeah, I know she's going through a lot just dealing with this. Because she was also in the military, too, Um uh, your other daughter, right? You were oh. saying that earlier. Or she did not go to the military. She just can't. She's she's so traumatized that she can't function. My daughter went to She graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to college and graduated and had a good job working for AT&T here. But mm-hmm. she let a, her little girlfriend trick her into going to L.A., which 
I thought was a bad idea because I mm-hmm. felt she needed to stay here for family support. But poor yeah. thing, she wanted to, she wanted to take care of herself. So she moved to L.A. And when that tenth anniversary hit, she called home that day, and just never was the same after that. Yeah. So we brought her home. She wanted. She went back up to L.A. twice and ended up in the hospital both times. The last time, she saved some decent money. She loaded up an SUV. She drove from St. Louis to L.A., got up there, and somebody stole all her stuff. She got traumatized, went back into the hospital again. Man, so it's, it's it, it. I mean, this has affected the entire family, and yeah. um, I mean, you I know, got some that don't want to get married because they don't want to have kids. I mean, I, yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, there's just some things that my kids experience. You know, people calling them the hustables and all that stuff when they were in school. My three sons are just some tremendous guys. And I was, my wife and I really hope uh, that they find some good wives because they will make some good husbands and fathers. It don't look like that's going to happen. I, in fact, I, my oldest boy, John, he turned 40 uh, yesterday. And uh, wow. they all, yeah, they all uh, uh, two and two years apart. Lavina was two, yeah. two and a half years than Leticia. Yeah, it's it's traumatizing. I mean, you know, just just hearing the hurt and pain. You know, Fifteen years later, you know, your whole family still lives with this this tragedy. You know, losing your daughter, uh, a cover up in the military. We're gonna take a um, a break, uh, and then we'll be back. I'm gonna go back to the phone lines, Warren. I'm gonna open up your phone line, and any, anyone else has any questions or answers, we'll be back in just a few moments. The listener. Um, King Yah podcast and radio show. I am your host, King Yah, and uh, we have Dr. John Johnson on the line with us, and Mrs. Linda Johnson, who is the mother of Lavina Johnson and the wife of Dr. John Johnson. I don't think she'll be joining us on the show tonight. However, we want to send our support and love to their family. And uh, Dr. Johnson, they started a scholarship fund. Um, uh, some time ago, and the state um, intercepted that scholarship fund and, and told them that uh, they would no longer allow them to, to do the scholarship fund. So we were having a discussion tonight about um, ways that we can strategically do something to start another fund for uh, Lavina Johnson. Uh, as you all are familiar with her story, uh, if you're not familiar with her story, uh, from 15 years ago, you are familiar with it now today. And she was 19 years old when she was in the military. She was raped, murdered, and and there was a huge cover-up regarding what, what actually transpired. We'll be back. Welcome to the King Yah Podcast. As you may have guessed, I am your host, King Yah, a father, activist, and professional speaker. On this podcast, we discuss relationships, criminal justice, news and politics, black history, culture, 
and domestic violence awareness. If this is your first time being here, I want to say thank you and encourage you to keep listening. Each week you can expect to hear thought-provoking interviews as well as personal relationship tips that would help enhance your life. You will have access to resourceful downloads that you can implement daily to become more productive. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYa2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Ya. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth. Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The Silent Truth and Unsolved Mysteries of the Rape and Murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up, and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families' justice for these tragedies. As you are tuning into our show, you're going to be listening to Lavina Johnson's father, Dr. John Johnson. He will give an account. He will be giving an account on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio here on the Blog Talk Radio channel five years ago. And so now I have another. All right, again, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to our show. Uh, this is a global show. Uh, everyone all over the world has an opportunity to listen to to our radio show tonight. You can go back and listen to our radio show after after we're done. It will be available for a, an immediate download if you are tuning in via the Internet, uh, your computer, or your cell phone, your smartphone. It will be available. You go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kingya. That's K-I-N-G-Y-A. And you can access the free download. You can listen to it online. Those that are listening to our show now, Please join the chat room if you have any questions or comments. We can read your questions and our comments, and we can share them with the radio, um, with our guests that, that are tuning into the radio show. Dr. Johnson, I'm coming back to you in just a few moments. Okay, Dr. Johnson, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Lucinda, are you there? Questions or comments? I am. Um, I had a question about, so I, again, I'm just baffled that they have shut you down with the attempt to get a scholarship uh, set up in honor of your daughter. And have they continued, even after they told you that they just lost your papers, have they continued to push you off? Or have they have they said anything um, to you that would make you believe that they're willing or uh, wanting to come up with a solution? told me to get my money out of there and close it down. Hmm. I, it, that is 
sickening. It's horrible. Yeah. So I think that starting another fund is something that the family can do. Have you given it any additional thought? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, we we were going through so much. I mean, you you have no idea. Phone tapped, tracking device on the computer. Uh, <laughs> there's an organization. Oh yeah, they're doing that now. Google. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure they are. There's an organization called MilitaryCorruption.com. Have you ever heard of it? I have heard of them. Uh, Major Glenn, and I can't I can't think if that was his first name or last name. He called me one day, and he said, I still got some pull in the military, in the Army, some calls, and I'll get back to you. And so I said, okay. So a couple of days he calls me back, and he says, put your wife on the, on a, another phone. And I said, uh, we're going to talk about my daughter, right? He said, right. I said, I my wife right now, man, she's too sensitive to even talk about this. She don't even want to hear anything about it. I wished it would go away. So he said, they murdered your daughter. He said it. He said, they murdered your daughter. So he did an article on militarycorruption.com, and, and that's what he said. He did the article. He told me to go on militarycorruption.com and read it. I went on militarycorruption.com. It was like a promotional page. So I told he called me. He said, did you go on the page? And I said, So I told him, showed, talked to him what was on it. He said, you must have put in the wrong address. So he deleted that, and he walked me like, you know, I'm a five years old, you know, M-I-L-I-T-A, you know, like that. So I went on and put it back. It was the same page. So he said, I'd be damned. They got a tracking device on your computer. And so I told him, I already knew that. And he said, why is that? I said, because sometimes I put in Lavina's name, and I can start statements, and they won't even let me complete my statements. So I have to say stuff and get off the computer and come back later and see if I can pick it up. I've seen drones following me. Uh, We've caught people in trucks following me, and my brother is a, a homicide cop. So he taught me how to how to spot people that are trailing me, and I busted about three or four people doing it. And I guess once they realize, well, it's too obvious he's catching us doing this. But I still, you know, the phone still clicks, you know, and 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 uh, you know. So I just it's part of life, man. And but they don't have to spy on me. All they have to do is call me up and say, what the hell are you going to do? And I said, fight your ass until you tell the truth. So, I mean, it, it's not, you know, it really don't have to spy, you know, but whatever. That's what at this you got to talk. And at this point, that's, that's all you can do at this point, just continue to yep. fight until they tell the truth or, like, you know, fight to the end. Fight yep. to the end. 
That's what it boils down to. It's my team. You know, I man, we got a second generation man that want to pick up this case, and I'm really hoping it don't go that far, because I would like to see them go on with their lives, and be the productive. I've got some sons that are some pretty productive guys in terms of doing stuff. They they don't want me to do nothing. I was getting out there cutting my grass. Hey, one son bad me a ratting lawnmower. Say I was getting too old to push the lawnmower. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, when you hit my age, you know, and, and I'm I'm still I'm very blessed. Still have energy still have a good man, but I've got a lot of support around me, too. My wife... And that's important. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going through cataract surgery right now, uh, and my wife... I know, you I told do, me. She do everything. Man. They threw me a curve today, though, man. I, I know we're getting off the subject a little bit. I got my right that's eye all right. done, and they had a schedule for me to do my left eye. So... They get me in the office to check my right eye and set my left eye to get that surgery done. And the guy says, okay, I got the cataract out of the way. Now I can see behind your eye. And he said, and your chorea has a chip in it. Now, you done worked on my eye, you done tested it, and you said my vision in my right eye is close to 2020. But you don't want to do the cataract surgery on my left eye because you said you looked in there and saw that my left carol was cracked. I mean, so my whole point is, what effect is it having? And he said floaters. You know what floaters are, right? Now, what are floaters, Doc? They're little black dots that show up every now and then, and they just float along. He asked me how long I've been having that condition, and I said, I don't know, 20, 25 years, but my right eye is straight, so what's the problem? So the lady told me today he may not want to work on the left eye until I get him checked. And I could get him checked if I wanted to, but it wasn't a factor in my right eye, you know, and you straightened it out. But, you know, it got to a point, man, where I'm just trying to, you know, Keep myself healthy, uh, keep keep so I can take care of my family, and I'm running into people who want to play games because I got decent life uh, health insurance. That's all it is. So, you know, we just struggling along. Linda, uh, I, she's doing better, uh, gotten a little forgetful, you know, but yeah. then... You know what? She's been doing good, man. But my yeah, son, I was going to ask you about Linda, how she's doing, and how your children are are holding up, how they're doing. Yeah, my sons are all, and I'm very grateful to be able to say this, having raised three black males during this time. Uh, all three of them, two of them are managers. One's in Georgia. He's a manager at the chain of stores there. And I got a son here that's a district manager with a chain of stores. And my baby boy just started a job, and they're already talking him being a manager. He don't want to be dealing with people, though, man. You know, he's already, 
say, uh, you know, some of the habits and stuff that we just don't practice in my house. He see it all every day. So he's trying to, he just started a new job. So he's, they, they want to make him a manager. He asked me what I thought. And so I told him, why don't you just tell them to let you get used to the job right now and then after you know pretty much what you're doing, and if you feel that you're managerial material, then go on and take the job. Don't be upset, you know, because people act crazy. They don't act crazy when you're working with them. So they're doing yeah. great. The boys are. Keisha, you know, her and Lavina were extremely close, and that's mm-hmm. why she's so that's poor thing. So you're listening to the silent truth and unsolved mysteries of the rape and murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. Uh, United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the military that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up, and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies. Continue to tune in to our show and listen to Lavina Johnson's father, Dr. John Johnson, who who has given us an account on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina Johnson. If this is your first time being here, I want to say again, thank you all for listening to our show, and I encourage you to keep listening. You can follow us wherever you stream your favorite podcast, uh, YouTube, uh, email your story to us. If you have a story that's similar or you have a story that you'd like to share with us, you can email us at askyahnow at gmail.com. That's askyahnow now at gmail.com. You can donate to the King Yah Podcast through our cash app. Uh, you go to cash app, or it's the dollar sign, the dollar symbol, pursue your dream. Dollar symbol, pursue your dream, or visit kaicollections.com. That's kai, K-A-A-E, collections.com. And check out our Kai Collections shoe line. Dr. John and Mrs. Linda Johnson uh, are sharing their stories with you guys again about the murder of their daughter, uh, Lavina Johnson. So you're listening to The Silent Truth, Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson, a podcast show tonight. And I am King Yah, your host, um, Dr. John. Guys, we've got about 20 minutes remaining on this show. Those of you that can stay, we appreciate it. Warren, your phone line is open. I'm coming to you, Lucinda. Your phone line is open as well. Sophia Stewart's friend, your phone line is Warren. Any questions, comments, or you just want to kind of hang tight? No, I don't I don't have any questions. Uh, I just wish Dr. Johnson and his family the best, and I pray that uh, the information that they are seeking and searching for is uncovered. Unfortunately, we have a lot of that things like this happening. My uncle, uh, at the time, I'm 48 now. I was nine years old when the incident happened here in Texas. Uh, he was charged with the murder of a Harris County deputy sheriff. And uh, at the time that the deputy sheriff was murdered, he was not even in Houston, Texas. He was in Los Angeles, California. 
So he did 36 and a half years, and everybody knows, especially in Texas, being a death penalty state, you don't murder a police officer, and all you get is uh, time. You usually get the death penalty. But uh, he did 36 and a half years on a 99-year sentencing. Was released in August of 2016, which I picked him up from the Walls Unit in Huntsville, Tennessee. I mean, Huntsville, Texas. I'm sorry. And uh, he has been on his quest to clear his name in the last four years. So I do know the stress and strain of it, and uh, I just pray that. Uh, you will find what you're seeking for to give you some kind of peace and closure to this situation. Thank That's you. That's my comment. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. Thank you. I appreciate that, Warren. Dr. Johnson. Tell, uh, back to the Cold Case Institute, because uh, you got Cheryl Mc... These are people, crucial people, that investigate crimes, and they send people to jail. But you got a president that's sizing with the military against the family because of money, uh, maybe you're scared, I really don't know. But the, one of the people on my team is a non-family member. She has a degree in journalism, and we made a research analyst out of her. We made her a real uh, a news in, investigator, for real. So after they, the Cold Case Institute, Cheryl McCollum and the Cold Case Institute, after she sides with Chris Gray and let those students graduate, my my person stayed in contact with them. So they agreed to meet her in Philadelphia, told her to bring her cameras and everything, that they were still going to make a report. Uh, to her on camera because Cheryl McCollum was supposed to have done a report, well, the team, the the students, and the students were supposed to submit it to the media. Well, that's been a good six years, seven years. We never got a report from her. We don't need a report from her. We need a report from the students because they were the ones who investigated the case. My friend traveled to Philadelphia, took all her cameras and everything up there, got up there and called two of the students that live in Philadelphia, and they agreed to meet somewhere so she could film their interviews. She's sitting up there waiting for them, and they never showed up. After telling her, while she was there, they were coming to visit with her because they wanted to. They wanted to put it on camera. So you got Cheryl McCollum bringing the Cold Case Institute down, who's had a reputation of being involved in some very vital cases. But that goes to show you, man, when people get, uh, they kept telling the students they were too personally involved with with Lavina's case. Well, you're talking people that were 18, 19, 20, and they're thinking, this could have been my sister. This could have been my aunt and my cousin. You know, they didn't have any any convict visits or uh, conversations with Dr. Ripper's family. You know, that was in the 50s. She, but when you get personal and you start 
have to understand, you know, you're guilty of conspiracy to murder after the fact. And and so you turned loose a whole school of students that didn't agree with you. And so when we asked, well, can we get a statement from them anyway, you're going to tell me, no, we don't uh, – we don't get in contact with our students after they graduate. When I sit right here and watch TV with them going to the Cold Case Institute, interviewing those students that have graduated about cases, and they've solved some cases by using those students' input. But she took it upon herself to close it down and bring in the Cold Case Institute down with her for real. Wow, man. And so you never actually had an opportunity to speak to any of those students or uh, access those reports from those? Uh, yeah, I talked to them. In fact, they called me on a conference call, uh, the, the students and three instructors, and they told me some of the stuff they found, which they didn't surprise me because it was stuff that we had already come up with. My team's pretty sophisticated, We've got almost 50 years of law enforcement experience. Four out of the five of us have degrees. Two of my criminal investigators, one has a degree in criminal science, another one has a degree in criminal science, and one in uh, uh, just uh, community uh, uh, police justice. Then we have one with journalism degree, so we're not a bunch of idiots sitting around making up stuff. We're literally investigating it using, you know, criminal mythology and going through every piece of paper because when you investigate these kinds of cases, you have to set a pattern and everything else. I mean, it is a very sophisticated phenomena, and my team was just excellent. And we, every now and then, we still have debriefings, but we mostly, it's just keeping stuff alive and maybe just socializing by eating dinner or lunch or something like that. But they used to get really heavy, man. And we allowed everybody to have their own opinion and to contribute according to the skills they had. Uh, it's, it's good that you have a, have a team like that, Dr. Johnson, Uh that that can assist you with the work that you need done because it's it's not easy, especially if you're doing doing this work by yourself. I mean, yeah. it's good to have that team, brother. You send me 600 pages of, of writing, and we read everything. But see, they did. They 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 try to confuse it. That's how they cover it up. They'll say one. And, and then say another one, you know. Uh, they're going to try to say she was sexually active when in reality she got raped, you know. So they did. They just tried to present both sides. They didn't think it was going to go anywhere, and that's what shocked them. And to know that it's almost 15 years and it's still alive even today, I know that's shocking to them. And, and you know what's really I, I, that's that's ironic about this whole stuff. All you had What's to say in the beginning was somebody murdered your daughter. We got them. We're gonna take care of. 
That would have been it. Yeah. And challenge, challenge you and lie and drag this on for over 15. It would be 15 years, July. 17th. 15 hmm. years on the 17th of July. See, I talked to Lavina. Me and Linda talked to mm-hmm. Lavina the day they they murdered her. That right, was that was 15 Sunday. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same day uh, she July. got murdered. Did you remember Donald Watkins? That name almost sounds familiar. He 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 did an independent investigation, and he posted on the website not everything he found, and. He and I were on a show together that was on YouTube, and that was the first time I've ever met him. He didn't charge me any money to investigate it, and he pretty much said that uh, it was a homicide cover-up. He uh, he told the host he was going to name the person on his website, which he did, which was Kevin Burns, and then... Uh, I don't know what happened to him because somebody told me that the, the government went after him and locked him up. Uh, and I've been trying to call him because we talked a couple of times. And I, I'm I'm just want to try to see if, if they mess with him because of us or it was something else I really don't know. But he was he he's busted cops. He's busted military before. He's gotten people fired, but they got him in a trick bag this time. So it's posted on the website what he found, and uh, it's uh, it was ironic, you know, because he found it on the website. That's how he he didn't know us, but you know, but he reported what he found. Yeah. And that's on the um, that's on his website, or that's on the uh, the Lavina Johnson website. His website, Donald V, as in Victor Watkins. Donald V. Watkins. Yeah, they look like they probably yeah they 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 shut a lot of his stuff down. Um, yeah, he was an American trial attorney and journalist and international um, entrepreneur. Yeah, Doc, you know, listening to. Your story five years later Obviously you guys have found out More information Than you had five years ago And I think that um, That has definitely Helped propel The story forward And the rally cry Is still the same Justice for Lavina Johnson The family is seeking justice for Lavina Johnson We're seeking justice for Lavina Johnson And the family is asking for a thorough investigation, which they have not gotten that thorough investigation or that the, the justice for the murder of their daughter. There is no statute of limitations for murder. Uh, a murder, yeah. uh, a heinous, a heinous murder was committed against a soldier, against uh, a 19-year-old, a child. Uh, basically, these these are crimes that are punishable, and we need to hold these people accountable. Um, and Dr. Johnson, I know that your family has suffered a tremendous ordeal, and you guys continue to suffer each and every day. You relive this moment over and over and over again. And, you know, my heart and condolences goes out to you and your family uh, always for your loss, um, for your you, servitude. Man. Not a problem, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you. 
you know, I appreciate you giving us another opportunity to interview you, another opportunity to put your story out there. And we will um, do the best we can with sharing this on all the major platforms so the world can know and hear your story. That's what we have to all want to do. It's because of stories like this that we that we exist. My aim and my goal as a servant of humanity is just to continue to speak out against injustices, injustice against my, injustice against those that have been falsely accused um, and, and seek criminal justice uh, from this uh, uh, systemic uh, racist institution. Um, so that's my piece, brother. This is, this is about you, your story, Lavina, your wife's story, your family's story. So you got the floor, my brother. All right. I know you got to get going in a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was in the Army for three years. And uh, they were getting ready to go to Vietnam, and I was at Fort Campbell, I mean, Fort Benning, Georgia, and the whole unit uh-huh. got deployed. And the only reason I didn't get sent to Vietnam was because by the time I got to Fort Benning, uh, I had like two months left or something like that. But when I first went in the Army and my daughter, I'm, I'm thinking she was no different from me in this regard. I had it all figured out, man. I said, I'm going in, I'm 18, I could stay 20 years, I get out 30 I'd be 38 years old. I can go to something else and have that money coming in. And my goal was to get into a situation where I could make some decent money and and move on with my with my life. Oh, man, I got tired of punching out white boys. I bet you I had six or seven fights with them calling me the N-word. And I had a bad temper, and I fight a man. And I have to admit, the only good thing I got from going in the Army, I figured out I can't fight everybody. And they did give me a sense of maturity. So when I got out of the Army, they passed the GI Bill, to be honest with you. I got enough money to pay for my book. I went to college on a football scholarship my first semester, and then I figured out I didn't want to play football, so I uh, got me a job, and I paid my own way through school. My daughter, that's what she wanted to do, pay her own way through school. That's the lesson she got from her daddy. That's why she, but she figured to take the same route that I did, and she gets sent to Iraq, I missed it. You know, I'm, so I'm saying that's the difference in why well, I'm still alive and she's dead. But she wanted to take care of herself. That's why she went into the Army. I want to be my own person. I love my family. My daddy, done, he's already taking care of me. I'm grown. I should be able not to depend on him. And that was her attitude. And my sons, you know, they they feel they're the same way. Now, my other daughter, my baby, she struggled too much trying to find herself. 
you know, for her to go on with her life. And, and that's sad because she's such a – I ain't bragging, but we had four honor roll students to graduate from high school out of five. So my kids, they you know, they got their books. They understood they had to take care of themselves, and that's what my boys are doing, and that's what my girls wanted to do. It just haven't worked out for them yet. Those that are tuning in to the show, we're coming to the end of our show. I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. We've got a few moments remaining, but I'm letting you know the live to give everyone an opportunity to speak. Uh, those that are just tuning into our show, we want to welcome you and say thank you. Continue listening. You're listening to Dr. John Johnson, the father of Lavina Lynn Johnson, a 19-year-old soldier who was murdered raped and tortured in the military at age 19. I am your host. My name is King Yah, K-I-N-G-Y-A. Dr. Johnson, you guys have been through a tremendous ordeal. Aside from the great fight that you're in with seeking justice for Lavina Johnson, are there any other organizations that you are working with or you care to mention on the air or simple thank you or any uh any specific organizations that that are dealing with violence uh and abuse of of women girls um around the world or um in the US uh that you are supporting uh actually um there were a couple um one of them is uh an organization called Protect our defenders, they they do a lot putting the story out there, and they always send me updates of successes that they've had with women, you know, uh, being able to to get some justice. Uh, we've had uh, several. Uh, one thing, their congressmen, there are a bunch of congressmen that have requested that the army. Reopen Lavina's case, and the army pretty much. Yeah, well, they done told them to go to hell because they ain't doing it. And I guess my concern is, you are the military. Uh, what do they call it? The, the subcommittee that deal with the military's finances. So why are you asking the military to reopen this case? When you pay them, you should be demanding that they open it. But here's the problem they got. They used to have Title 18. Title 18, whenever there was a death of a military person or a person that worked for the government, it was a responsibility for the FBI to initiate that investigation. If they found it was a homicide, the ruling was the Code of Military Justice does not apply. It's federal uh, uh, sanction. It goes to federal court, and the federal government have to deal with it. Congress sat here one day, and my brother called me. They sat, and they changed it, and they gave the military. They were supposed to have been checking the military, and, and the, the, the advocation was to take this decision-making away from the company commanders. The Army sat there and conned them. I sat right there and watched them. And and Roy Blunt, Jr., 
had I had already called him and asked him to uh, set up a congressional hearing, and uh, he sent me a form to fill out. He sat right there sitting on his hands, and I saw the Army, the military, just con them. And I thought, you know what? There is no justice in this country when it comes to the military. They do what they want to. Ain't nobody checking them. And that's why they continue to do what they do and get away with it. See, if we were voting all of them out of there, well, we can't do that. It's a volunteer army. Yes? My brother, it is um, it is just uh, sad all these years that, that you have not found, that your family has have not found the justice that you see for uh, Lavina. I want to say thank you for your thank you to your wife and thank you again for allowing us to be a platform for you on tonight and uh, the second time around to share. Yeah, for sure. To share the silent truth, unsolved mysteries of Lavina Johnson. So I appreciate your time and I don't want to hold you much longer. I know your wife, and you discussed the two-hour window for our interview tonight. So I don't want to <laughs> go too much more over that two-hour window. That, yeah, he um, came in to see if I was still on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell her thank you, and we appreciate her allowing us to borrow you for a couple okay. hours to do this show. Yeah. So. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good night, John. I appreciate you, Dr. Johnson. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. So for the rest of you, you're stuck with me for the remainder of – no, I'm just joking. (laughs) I want to thank everyone for tuning in to our show. Uh, Dr. John Johnson has just left. Uh, For anyone that has any questions or comments from me, and any final thoughts, questions, or comments about our show. Now is your opportunity or forever hold your peace. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Everybody have a good night. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, KingYah2020. My podcasts are also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just look for King Yah. The purpose of this podcast is because everyday people inspire me through their stories of trial and error in life. Now let's jump into your favorite podcast. What better way to share our stories? Silent Truth. Unsolved Mysteries of Lavina Johnson. The Silent Truth and Unsolved Mysteries of the Rape and Murder of Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson. United States Army Private First Class Lavina Lynn Johnson was murdered, raped, tortured, and ruled a suicide. This story has attracted international attention. She is one of many victims in the Army, in the military, that has been raped, murdered, officially covered up, and ruled a suicide. The family of these victims should be celebrating life and the bereaved families justice for these tragedies as you are tuning into our show you're going to be listening to Lavina Johnson's father Dr. John Johnson he will give an account he will be giving an account 
on what really happened to his daughter and their last interactions with Lavina. Interestingly enough, five years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Dr. John Johnson and covering the story for the very first time of Lavina Lynn Johnson, his daughter, on Human Rights Radio here on the Blog Talk Radio channel five years ago. And so now I have another 